0: So there are a lot of parents that end up splitting up with each other, um, especially when their children are put into foster homes. Um, it's it's funny, but one day I was reading um, this article, and I read a lot of articles, but I came across this article, and it talks about foster homes, where good kids go to die. And um, it was uh, based upon um, a lot of the excerpts for Carlos Morales and... Um, I pretty much grilled a lot of the um, stuff that's inside of there. And the worst part about not just losing your children, but losing your children and not having a way to get them back is the way that your family coexists after that point. Um, and it, even if you can get them back, the way that your family coexists after that point kind of changes the dynamics of the family, changes the way that people interact with each other, the way that they think of each other, um, and quite frankly, whether it's a self sabotage or whether it is a, a a personal projection, you know, that someone is unconsciously um, depicting one way or the or the other. There's always um, underlying tone of. I'm not going to say animosity, but just antagonism, and it might not—it might just be environmental antagonism that's retroactive. It might just be things that people have heard in the past. It might have been um, things that were never clarified, or just things, you know, whisper got whispers, gossip, um, words of wisdom that pretty much got twisted into words of woe. You never know how some things go, but what it ultimately does is. Family courts are not devised. Um, foster homes are not devised, in order for um, the children that go into them to necessarily always have the best upbringing. Um, it pretty much is a crapshoot. So it's basically to like taking a coin, flipping it up in the air, and the, even with a coin, you would have a fifty-fifty percent chance. If you are a minority in a caucasians home if you're a minority in a group home if you're a minority minority or a poverty child that is going into one of these homes um i think that your odds are a lot less slimmer than 50 percent. the saddest thing about these type of environments is that the residual effect that it leaves on the family the effects that it leaves on the children and the way that they were uh, that they are attacked basically or or left isolated or left alone abandoned so to speak okay in an environment where they don't know anyone which is conducive to anxiety filled anxiety stricken you know um environment that basically is is conducive to failure to thrive all right so basically it perpetuates a victim within a cycle itself where in the constitution does it state that it's okay to put our children in these type of ramifications and have to deal with the residual effects later on and then i think to myself is this not a pyrrhic victory because the victory of itself is that you you might have you might win in the long run but you lose so much in the long run i'm going to get to see my daughters today But it took for me to be convicted and for me to lose my rights, for me to have one day of visitation. And I get to see her for a couple hours, maybe that. Underneath the guise, underneath the eclipse, that I am truly guilty, perhaps, innocent, lacking a lot of substance. Who knows? But one thing that I can put forth on this mental note, one thing that I can say as far as the the perplexing... The perplexing complexities of the way that our family dynamics are right now. I have not seen my children since September 18th, 2019 for an order of protection that was never even real. I'm going to say that again. Today is July 12th, 2022. I am going to see my children. I I have watched workers procure a conviction behind the scenes, okay, by using doctors and everything else. But this is crazy because I finally get to see my kids. But the bittersweet emotion is, is that you get to see them. But you don't remember them. You don't know them. Because so much has been taken.